And we're back. It is LeVac and Gaz. Happy Tech East Tuesday to you. Tech East Fire and Water Restoration. Your best way back to normal. Check us out online. Tefirewater.com. And, uh, well, guys, I shocked you even showed up. I mean, if we're being honest, shocked <laughs> you even showed up. It's not like one of your best friends in the whole world had a media day and every other outlet showed up, but nobody from Godzilla Media, nobody from CBS 6. Yeah, you, uh, you, you kind of suck, buddy. <laughs> I'll say this about the media day on Monday. I'm very sad I was not there. I, uh, I, how, here's the other part about this too. I've texted Levesque constantly over the last week. Like, yo, when's media day? When, when's media day? Can I come? Can I get to cut it? Yeah, guys, you can come. Yep. Day comes. Text Levesque. Hey, you text me what? 15 minutes before it started. Hey, are you coming? Well, it's like an hour. I think I, I hit you before. I have, uh, I have circumstances that are keeping me away from media day. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll yeah. go with. Yeah. Crappy friend. That's what it is. That's what kept you away. <laughs> yep. Griffin Haas no, is there. No, no, wait a second. Oh, I thought I, I, Brandon Cisse appeared on the 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He was on everything else, too. Uh, you know, Ashley Miller, kind of a big deal. It's all right, though. It's all right. Who needs friends, right? Who needs friends? Hey, everybody, buy your tickets. One of my best friends won't even come to media day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> makes sense. All adds up. All adds had, up right there. I had, uh, what's it called? Extra circumstances that prevented me from being in attendance at MVP Arena. That's, yeah, that's what suck. I'll go with. That's the so circumstances. It's not, You're a bad friend. Not sucking. Bad, bad friend. What, what mm-hmm. did I miss? What did I miss? Did I? This, how was Sam I doing? Should have been there. Was, I know. I Sam's not happy with me. He hasn't texted me back yet. No, no. He's um, he's probably not. He's probably not happy with you. Um, you know, he's not happy because you keep calling that crappy Italian stallion nickname, which he just pretends he likes. You know. <laughs> Gave it to yeah. himself. Yeah. Well, I a lot of people realize they made mistakes later. That's what's happening right there. Uh no, it was it was good. It was, you know, like you said, uh, the Gazette was there, the Times Union was there, everybody, everybody but you everybody except Gaz with his yeah. media company yep. and his TV shirt on and his big desk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good for the empire now. Too good, too good to come hang out, you know. Uh, to the point where coaches decide he, he may want to ban you from the game. So, no. Yeah, yeah. He's not happy with you. He's he's not happy. He's also not happy because I pushed his buttons relentlessly today on the uh, coaches show. On the coaches show. Oh yeah. If you want to if you want to see him lose his ever loving mind, watch the coaches show from today. It's the championship week. Not only am I not stepping up my game here on a Tuesday and Monday, and I'm sure that this pace Wednesday might be the same. Well, how is he getting riled up on the championship week? Uh, I asked him uh, typical sports cliches that I thought he, I would like to know if he thought mattered or didn't. And uh, knowing that those are the things that piss him off. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he got, he went full blown, get off my lawn. Uh, he was swearing at sea smoke waterfront grill. It was awesome. It was my favorite day yet. His wife was driving in. She's laughing her ass off. His son is in the chat going, um, Levac knew exactly what buttons to push. I hope there's an EMT on call. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good Did time. I- if I had to wager on what show would have been the most challenging to host a coach's show with coach with would have been show one, because you're just getting started and you're learning about strength, you know, what, what presses his buttons and stuff and championship week show, because you think he'd want to give you absolutely nothing. Like as a coach, you think I want to make sure Carolina does not find any other motivation against and us coach Rez watches every week. It's yes. point, like coach Rez chimes in every week on the coach's show. So yeah, no, and, and I, I was ready for that. And that's why, I said, I know what I'll do. 
I'll ask him the cliche stuff that pisses him off. Remember <laughs> when I used to fire up Farkas on our yes. old radio days? Yeah. Yep. Fire up Manas. It was is, good. Terrorize is, Tommy. Terrorize Tommy. <laughs> hashtags. The hashtags are going to come soon. <laughs> What is it uh, with the Carolina matchup in particular? Was it a game? Was it a play? Because there are so many times I think coach can go back and look at any one of those games, any one of those in particular plays and be like, we should have beat him. Like if he had the mindset that he should believe they should have beat Carolina three times, I'm not going to hate on that take. No, I, I think it, it's, it's um, I'm trying to think back because we actually had that, that actual conversation not too long ago. And I think, you know, the, the thing is you want to toe the line because you want to be respectful because Carolina did win. You know, you say whatever you want when these games are over, you know, referees and this and, you know, this guy was hurt. That guy was this. This We didn't have our substitutions in right, whatever. At the end of the day, Carolina's up 3-0 on the season the season series. But I, I, think, I think Coach said, like, if you sat down and really looked at the referees and this, that, and the other thing and everything went the way – you know, to, to what our players actually achieved on the field, we probably should be two and one. They probably should have beat us once and we should have beat them two times. But that doesn't mean a damn thing. They're up 3-0. And as owner of the <laughs> Albany Empire likes to say, and they're going to finish the season series three and one, congratulations on winning the season series. We'll just go ahead and take the championship again. <laughs> <laughs> so good. He it's legitimately so texted Rob Storm, the majority owner of the Carolina Cobras, already and said, "Congratulations on winning the season series three to one." <laughs> yeah, shout out to Mike Corda. Oh my man. God, he's having so much. Well, that's what this is what he does. Like this is he's having fun, and you know he's the first guy who, if we lose, will shake Rob Storm's hand and say congratulations. But he's going to be the first one who turns and points at him and goes, <laughs> "When we win." So, yeah, no, um, it's. I don't, it's hard to it's hard to see the matchups again. Remember these these teams are very different. The first time we played, you know, I think we kind of over overdid the way we substituted, and I think it caused a lot of confusion. And it was just it was weird. And we didn't have we didn't have Sam Castronova's wheels in the backfield yet. Um, and then as it went, you know, we played him again, we played him again, and and they just they seemed to have our number at that time. And I think they probably feel that way. But this is a very different game. This is this is a very different team. We're riding a five game win streak. We're we're fired up to host this thing. Our, our, our swagger's back. Uh, I sat in on practice the last three days, and you know, and two of those were organized. One of them was just the guys working out, and it was it's impressive watching these guys work together. You know the way the way everything is coming together now. The way you know um, Warren Smith works with Sam Castronova and. You know, Darius Prince will coach people up if, if it's there. Brandon C says like lightening the mood while everybody's sweating their ass off. This is a good group of guys, and I think they're really, really gelling, and it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun on Saturday night. I'm glad you brought that up because one of my questions is going to be, now that I did not go to media day on Monday, what does that mean for the locker room? What does it mean for the guys? Because do they consider themselves an underdog because they've lost three times, even though they're the top seed? Do they feel like the hunted still? I think a lot of those questions – we're just answered by you, so I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, I don't. I think you throw it out. I mean, it's, it's there's only one game. There's only one game now. You know, yesterday doesn't matter. Tomorrow doesn't matter. Saturday, seven p.m. MVP Arena. Get your tickets five one eight seven one four twenty two hundred or albanyempirenl.com or Ticketmaster or even the MVP Arena box office. Don't miss this. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, Carolina comes in when uh, Friday. 
Award well, they'll come in Thursday. Thursday, okay. Thursday, the they'll be here. League. Yep. League or Friday? You announced yeah, the bank so and all that stuff? The uh, press release just went out. So second team, all NAL, will be announced on Wednesday. First team, all NAL, will be announced on Thursday. Individual awards will be part of a uh, of a banquet. There's also a press – there's a media, you know, press conference that I'm sure you won't show up for uh, on Friday at the <laughs> Albany Capital Center from 1 to 3. So yeah, it's a, uh, it's it's all rolling now, man. We're on now. Now it's ain't nothing to it but to do it at this point. Where all is the it, trophies where is... are being delivered to my office as we Ooh. speak. Oh, individual up. and league trophies. Mm-hmm. Oh, the very okay. first uh, National Arena League Ironman trophy is is being delivered to my office between now and tomorrow. Can you engar just engrave Jeff Levac on it? I, you know, I think it's, I, I actually, I think what we should do as a league is it should be the Ironman Jeff Levac trophy. Yes. Awarded to, you know, Melvin Hollins or, you know, Darius Prince or, you know, Dwayne Hollis, you know, it, it should be, you know, named for me, uh, the iron exec. And uh, that should be, you know, where we go from there. I, I think, I just, I think that'd be the right way to do it personally. I do. I have no pushback on that. Thank you. Well, you better, well, <laughs> you'd have to show up for things that have pushback, guys. So you don't show up for things. Seven o'clock, I will be there in the broadcast booth alongside the great Tim Drawbridge, who will be calling the action. Ah, Timmy Drawbridge. And TD will be there doing it. Seven o'clock in the pregame show will still be 3.30 to five o'clock. You and I will be back together. It's been a while since you and I did a pregame show together at NVP Arena. That is the yeah. plan still. Although I'm not, things I'm not contagious anymore. I'm not okay, like, good. I don't, I don't have monkey pox. I don't have, you know, uh, space aids. I have not like right now at, at this moment, I'm healthy ish. Good. You know, so we'll take it from there. Uh, My trainer just texted me. Oh, you're healthy. Why don't you get over here? Asshole. And I'm like, Oh, <sighs> she would never say the A word, but I would. So. Well, Levesque, when you drive over to see the trainer, you will be in your beautiful ride for Mohawk. Shout out to Mohawk Honda and Mohawk Chevrolet, proud sponsors of the Albany Empire. Every first down is brought to you by Mohawk Chevrolet. You can find them in Malta. You can find our friends over at Mohawk Honda in Glenville, New York. You and I will be broadcasting live in mid-September for Mohawk Honda in Glenville. The summer is slowly coming to an end, unfortunately. I know you can feel the hot weather outside, but it's coming to an end soon, and it's still your time to take advantage of the supply chain here in the capital region and across upstate New York, make the drive to one of those two Mohawk locations, Honda or Chevrolet. They're going to help you, the entire team, the Herodin family, Andy Gelcher, Greg Johnson. We love everybody from Mohawk. So happy to have them as a sponsor of the Albany Empire, a sponsor of Levesque and Gonzalez and Godzilla Media. Whether it's Mohawk Honda in Glenville or Mohawk Chevrolet, they want to buy your vehicle this summer. And Mohawk always goes out of their way to please you. They show up at press events. Um... <laughs> The big fella's dinged again. What's going on with Mackay Becton? Six foot eight, 375 pounds listed at, which might be nice. He might be closer to four bills. Gets rolled up on in practice. Uh, knee fracture. And I, oh, my wife was supposed to text me the details of what this injury means. But the best way I can describe it is so he fractures his kneecap. But what happens is, like, let's say, for instance, you like snap a tendon or you rip an ACL, whatever that is. His muscle in the way in which this injury occurs, his muscle is so big and strong that when it snapped, it took a piece of the bone with it. Mm, yeah. So the bone is kind of hanging there a little bit with the muscle when it snapped. So Mackay Becton, who was supposed to be an impact player this year for the Jets, is now done for this season already. Oh, he's impacting things. It's not anything like a football field. That's terrifying, though. Like, 
Like as a football player, your goal is to be bigger, stronger, faster than the other football players. Hey, buddy, you're so big and strong that you actually broke your own body just by being big and strong. But I, I got to believe that some of that still falls to the weight, you know, especially when you heard about the the trials and tribulations he was having with his weight. And this is from a fat guy. I think that you know if he's taking 20, 30 pounds off that frame, those tendons, those those everything else. I don't feel like that's happening. So it sucks. It stinks. Um, did did the message give you any kind of idea on whether or not this would be a, uh, you know, season ender? Yes. She said, no doubt he's done for the season. Ooh, okay. She said, okay. here. she said, it, again, from her physical therapy expertise, non-surgeon, non-doctor, but PT style, she said, if you have an injury like that, once the injury is done, the surgery is done, you cannot bend your knee for at least two months. Oh, so a guy who's six foot eight, 380 pounds, who's already had weight problems and is trying to get back on the field and he got injured last year with a lower body injury is going to have his leg basically straight from August till October. Yeah. So how is he going to maintain his weight in that scenario? No, he's going to have to be on the most restricted, miserable diet known to man. He's going to have like shakes and that's it. Like what they got the hand. He'll be doing the hand thing. The, yes. bike, the hand bike. That's about that's all he can do constantly over and over and here's the thing with Becton right like he got hurt in September of 2021 he played about 15 games 14 15 starts and and played I know that's more of a baseball stat but he did that in his rookie year and look he was 21 years old and sometimes he got his ass kicked like it just was real you know like remember that's the COVID year too so that's 2020 so his college season's a little different at the ACC level at Louisville and now it's back-to-back years now you're in year four as an offensive lineman which you just said like hey man like this is feels like another crossword comparison. This feels like an NBA player who's massive and yeah. he keeps having knee injuries. Uh, I don't know if I trust you. Yeah. Well, and then also there's got to be some depression in here, right? You you had to listen to everyone tell you you were fat and everything in the offseason. Now, all of a sudden, you're about to go out there and just prove that ain't no thing. You're, you're going to get after it. And you now you can't even bend your leg. You can't go for walks. You can't do cardio. You can't push a sled. You can't do any of those things. I really hope that he's got an amazing training staff around him and he listens to them because he could come out of this bigger, faster, stronger, or or I should say smaller, faster, stronger. (laughs) But I, it's just, you got to believe he's in a dark spot right now. Hopefully, hopefully he just comes out of this. All right. And is ready to go in a year. How much of an impact win loss wise do you think this has for the Jets? Like, is this a difference between them being a playoff team and not, or them being a contender in the AFC East or not with keeping Zach Wilson up, right? I don't think they were a contender anyway, at least not yet. I think, but I think they're a, I think they're a better team just from the way you can, like I watch all this stuff. Like I watch when WFAN is at their camps and, you know, when Michael K goes and this one goes and that one, and they're at the camp. I, I think they're, they're becoming a professional football organization, which they have not been in a very long time. And as a professional football organization, you can weather the storm of losing a player, even, even as big of an impactful player as you hope Mekhi Becton would be. Um, I, I don't know if he was going to be like two wins. I don't know how he was going to translate to on the field this year, but I think what it's going to come down to is, you know, Joe Douglas got enough backup talent. It's big game, Bob Sala you know, ready to keep that defense on the field a little bit longer. And, you know, Zach Wilson, hey, buddy, get rid of the freaking football. Don't take the hits. Don't, you know, keep keep it moving. 
as as the kids say, just keep it moving. Yeah, that's the problem with Becton is that he hasn't been good enough for us to believe he should have an impact. Like when you got a dude who's six eight, three hundred and eighty pounds, who might be in the best shape of his life. That statement's kind of weird out loud too. And he's a former first round pick. You're like, just run behind him. You know, just like some of this stuff is just pure science. Just get behind the big guy and hope he can make some plays. Uh, there's going to be a highlight tonight on CBS six where Beck did one of the plays I use is him just getting blown up by a linebacker, just like <laughs> flying off of his feet, butt in the air. So yeah, he hasn't just been good enough yet for us to give him that respect. Could he have been a massive impact? Yeah, like that's why they drafted him to be. But yeah, I this isn't a playoff or division shifting injury. It just really sucks to be a Jet fan because that's an optimistic. This guy's going to have the best season ever, and he's not even going to take the field. Yeah, and you just got to be patient because it could all come together next year. It could all whatever. Realistically speaking, this this is probably the biggest challenge of his career. You know, it, don't don't talk to me about you know stopping an edge rusher or this that or the other thing in a scenario where you know for what we know everything was perfect in this offseason you came in heavier than they wanted you to be with everything against you can you can you find a way to prove that this is what you want more than anything else not not to everybody else but to yourself and if he can do that who knows where he ends at the end of this like he could become that five six seven year pro bowl tackle that that that's when you sit there and go oh this is what it's all about or he could come back 500 pounds and, you know, doctor now from my 600-pound life is telling him he's fat and ready to give a, a lap band. It's one of those two. There's no in between, by the way. No, <laughs> that's it. Those are, that's, those are the options. Those are all you get. That's all. That's all it is. Uh, I don't think it will ever happen for our friends over at Johnstone Supply in Troy, by the way. We're going to talk some Yankee baseball coming up here. They've been a proud sponsor of New York Baseball Talk this entire summer with us. If you're looking to stay cool this summer, which haven't you felt the heat? My God, it's been so hot in the capital region. I just go outside and sweat. Sometimes I just sit and sweat. Well, if you don't want to be that person just sitting and sweating, Johnstone Supply and Troy can help you. Give me a call today at 518-272-5922. 518-272-5922. Or check them out on Facebook, Johnstone Supply NY. Shout out to our guy, George, always helping us out. If you want to come see him this summer, it's 6th Avenue in Troy. Those summer projects he might be working on. Get those competitive prices for the tools that you need. Just stop in there, man. Say hello. We appreciate all the support. We hope that you can continue to support the people that make this show and Godzilla Media and the Albany Empire, all the cool things you get to see this summer possible. Thanks to our friends at Johnstone Supply and Troy. One more time for that number, 518-272-5922. Facebook, give them a like, leave them a comment. Johnstone Supply NY, 6th Avenue in Troy. Johnstone Supply in Troy. Uh, Levac Lake, New York Yankee win last night. But you know, this is one of the two rants I had. I texted you about this earlier this morning. I'm like, good God, can people just relax and stop fishing for the engagement and fishing for a Yankee meltdown because they haven't had one this season because of <laughs> Gallo and Carpenter's injury? Maybe you feel differently about this, but I'm just like, every year you don't need a Yankee meltdown. Like every year you don't need to drive the fan. This has been like a great year. Stop fishing for these wannabe meltdown from Yankee fans. No, it, absolutely, and it's it's one of those ones where like you've gotten off to such a great start that you you're not gonna you're not gonna rip off thirteen wins, one loss, thirteen wins, one loss, twelve wins, two losses. Like you're gonna have slumps, and I honestly think the part of this is chemistry. Like 
you made a lot of big trades like Montgomery going across, you know, to the, to the Cardinals and this one going here. And then you bring in uh Harrison master Bader, but he's hurt. Like you, there's some chemistry. There's a lot of chemistry with team. I'm a little more worried about the carpenter injury than I'd like to admit. Like that kind of makes me nervous. I feel like there's these, these historically great Yankee teams that go on these runs. You've got your guys like judge who are playing out of their mind and have a whole new, you know, just, okay, he was good. Now he's great. Now he's on pace for 63 home runs. But you almost always seem to have that that veteran that comes in and adds, you know, perspective or just just something different. And, and Carpenter was that guy. Like, you know, you, you go back to the 09 team where, you know, you, you A.J. Burnett and Damon, all these guys are doing the pies in the face and everything. It was fun. It was They, they brought in something different. Carpenter brought in this, like, it was almost like, they had told him he was done. So he almost felt like he was playing on borrowed time. And then he, he took all the pressure off of him. And he was just kind of looking at the other guys going, Hey guys, we played baseball for a living. I've got a mustache. that doesn't allow me in 500 feet of a school and we're having a blast. And it was, I think it lightened the room a lot. I think, I think it's going to take a second for somebody to fill that void, depending on how long he's going to be out with that fractured foot. He's a good player. Like he's had a good career. I get it. Like he's good in the locker room, all that stuff. I guess when I saw the Carpenter injury happen and I was waiting for people to be like, this is it. It's over. They're dead. It's because the last, what, five or six years for the Yankees, a real true all-star talent has had something happen. And knock on wood, Yankee fans, like it's just been the trend of what's happened. Judge has gotten hurt. Severino has gotten hurt. Stanton's got, you get all the names that like have had to go for whatever reason to surgery or miss a significant amount of time. So, when that happens so often, and by the way, the year that it happened the most is the year that Aaron Boone should have won the manager of the year. When Correct. it felt like like 20 guys were on, I think I believe that is the first year they called it the IL. That it was, Yankee it, was, fan, it was over 20 guys, and it was over 32 times. It was records for both. Yes, and, and that was the year where it's like, okay, it's just something's going wrong here. And that fan had to deal with that for a long time in that same period. So even though it's Carpenter, who's a fine player, Seattle's good. They won last night. Yeah. Judge at a home run. He's good. The AL East is still competitive, but Baltimore and Toronto have to play each other 14 more times. So those two are just going to battle against each other. You've got a double-digit lead in He's early to August. In the, the right? You like that? That was good. That was good. Yeah. That's right. That was such an awesome win. God, I love that team so much. <laughs> but yeah, the Yankees are fine. They're yeah. fine. But it, They're again, good. though, you, you see what I'm saying, though, because there's guys who are more than their than the back of their baseball card. Like like with DD Gregorius, as great as as we as DD was. Didi brought a light hardness to that team that made them better. Um, you know, Torres, the Tonight Show, stuff like that. Like Carpenter seemed to have that. Like I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if he just added perspective or I was reading too much into it. But you kind of saw a little bit of wind come out of the sails when he got hurt. There's like just a little bit of like a crap. We like playing with him every day, and, and I, I don't think it'll take a super long time for them to get over it and figure out what to do next. But I do think there's some chemistry to this team. And I think it's I think it kind of makes it special. And I also think it gives them a little swoon at the moment because you change the chemistry of the team and now everybody has to figure it all out. Doesn't mean you're not going to be the number one seed in the AL. Doesn't mean you're not going to win the World Series. Doesn't mean any of those things. It just means, hey, don't freak out. We're going to hit a little turbulence on this flight real quick. And guess what? 162 game season. Yeah. Everybody has to hit the turbulence at some point. Yep. Yep. And if, and if you told me out of all the guys performing, I had to lose one to an injury, I'm not saying I would that Matt Carpenter would be my first pick, 
but he sure as hell wouldn't be my last. So, you know, it, we'll take it. We'll live. It'll be okay. Everything's going to be okay, Yankee fans. Pump the, the answer, brakes, as our boy Trav would say. And the answer is Aaron Hicks, by the way. I wish you would have just said it. If I could pick one person <laughs> to get injured for the Yankees, oh, it's Aaron Hicks at the end. No, stop. Leave Hicksy alone. He's got he's one of the E's. He's one of the he's one he's one of Boone's E's. Hicksy. Uh Hicksy'll get it together. Don't worry about Hicksy. Stinky. E. Stinky should be his name. Stinky. Uh Gaz's nickname is Absinny because he's absent <laughs> from media days that I'm throwing. What that do you want to do? That one's not as catchy. Oh <laughs> uh, well, you can't catch it. I don't know where the hell you are. What do you want to do? Come on, let's go. I'm ready. Odelli. Yeah. What did Becky Buffalo Jr. do wrong? What did Buffalo do wrong? I think it's more of Von Miller. Von Miller's going to social media and is recruiting his former teammate, which, by the way, every time I say former teammate for Von Miller, there's still, like, always Denver in my head. Mm-hmm. Even though he was a Super Bowl champion last year, again, for the second time in his career with the Rams, in that final drive against the Bengals where they have him and Aaron Donald on one side of the football, that's going to go down, like, as a legendary. What were the Bengals supposed to do when Aaron right. Donald and Von Miller were on one side? <laughs> he is now actively on social media recruiting Odell Beckham Jr. It originally started as a prank that it was like a catfish account was doing it. And then months later, they're like, no, 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 you should come. Could this work? Odell in Buffalo? Yeah. I mean, well, how will it work on the field? It's weird because I really want to see what happens with Gabe Davis as the, as the de facto number two. Um, And without Cole Beasley and everything else going on, like you, you, all right, here we go. But then I was listening to the uh, the fantasy football podcast there, Field Yates and uh, Daniel Dot. No, uh, the no artist Matthew formerly Barry. known as Matthew Barry. Yeah, he gone. he gone. He yeah. gone. He gone. Um, and Field Yates kind of tears Gabe Davis apart a little bit. You know, he doesn't make as many catches as you would expect, and this, that, and the other thing. And then, but then follows it up with, yeah, but he's usually the deep ball threat, so it's a little less. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna make as many catches when you're only getting the deep ball routes. But Odell Beckham Jr. as part of that, that's a that's a freaky good wide receiver room. And if Von Miller is the one recruiting him, we know Odell Beckham Jr. is sensitive. OBJ is a sensitive little guy. And to have a guy like Von Miller going out and saying, no, come home, come here. This is your new home, Buffalo. It could work out. And it could be another another weapon for Josh Allen to throw to. Odell Beckham Jr., was he a distraction for the Giants when they were losing? Yes. Yeah. When they were winning, it felt like he was less of a distraction. Same thing mm-hmm. for Cleveland. Less of a distraction when you're winning, more when you're losing. What's our, one of our favorite quotes? What is winning? It's the best deodorant. It is That's the best right. Yeah, the best deodorant. But it's but like, it, what did he do? He did nothing wrong with the Rams because they were winning. He got like, hurt. You know, he never. That's stood the thing he did wrong with the Rams. He got hurt. And, and you know, you go back to the Rams tenure for Odell Beckham Jr. And if like we evaluate what it was when he gets cut by Cleveland, I would love to see how many people thought he would truly be an impact player for the Rams. I'm guessing like 90% of people thought he was done because he wasn't doing anything in Cleveland. And I was definitely one of them are like, I don't know what you're getting with Odell. Like he has not been good in like three years. And he shows up and runs off like a run where it's six of seven games where he scores a touchdown in that Super Bowl. He was pacing to have the best game of his career. When right. you talk about like the magnitude of what it was statistically, I'm sure he had a better one with the Giants, but like the magnitude of the performance, he was pacing to be the Super Bowl MVP. And then he got hurt. Right. The Buffalo Bills fans should ask themselves this question. This is as simple as it is. Does Odell Beckham Jr. give you a better chance to win the Super Bowl this season? And if yeah. the answer is yes, then you sign him. Well, the, the the thing that makes 
Buffalo attractive if you're Odell Beckham Jr. being honest with yourself? You're not the number one receiver. The pressure that pressure goes to Stefan Diggs. It's a strong organization with a strong quarterback. So you don't have the whole Eli at the end of his career, you know, who's the quarterback? Is he any good? None, none of that crap happens now. It's not like Cleveland where, you know, you were the number one, but your friend's the number one, but no, nobody really was the number one. You're a running team. This is a team that's going to throw the football. This is a team that's going to throw the football a lot. And you don't have the pressure of being the number one receiver. I, I think it's maybe one of the best fits in the league for him. And you're in Buffalo. So, like, a lot of his crazy antics are out the window. You know, half the season, you're in Buffalo, New York. <laughs> Get your hot wings ready because there ain't nothing else to do. If you look through the history of the most recent Bills wide receivers who were super impact players, T.O. was there. T.O. Mm-hmm. was not the Philly T.O. or even the San Francisco T.O., but he was productive for later in his career. Sammy Watkins was loved by Bills fans. Right. Loved, like he, especially for the younger players. Like He was so distinguishable from his look that as that went on, the love faded for Sammy Watkins. But remember about Stefan Diggs when Buffalo made that move for Diggs? A lot of people considered Diggs to be a problem because he was constantly talking about his contract. He was going to hold out for Minnesota. The Minnesota Miracle is in that mix. So people looked at Stefan Diggs. They're like, this guy's an issue. Like, why would Buffalo want to take Diggs on? All he does is talk about money. Not the same case anymore. No, like, he got paid. No. He, he's jumping in the stands now for the Bills Mafia in the exhibition games. Odell could be that. He could be just, you know, he's going to catch a 70-yard touchdown and dive into the crowd. Be loved. It does. You said it. This is his best fit. It's better than L.A., Kansas City, Juju Smith Schuster, sort of just a younger version of Odell, but not as productive. Yeah, Kansas City, he he's probably the number one receiver, or at least v- viewed as such. Yeah, you don't want to be. They, he can be the. He can have the best numbers, but he can't be viewed as the number one receiver. No, nope. it's just too much pressure for him. And Kansas City should have drafted a wide receiver. I'm blanking if they did. They should have got the kid from Alabama, uh, Jameson Williams. The, the Lions ended up getting him. So yeah, right. Kansas City, though they they probably have the mindset now like Green Bay, where it doesn't matter who's at wide receiver. We've got one of the best players. We can do what we want with them. I'm just reading that Ezra Miller's been arrested. It looks like something like a, a large cannabis farm in Bennington, Vermont. Do I not know who he is? He's, I think he's an actor. Oh, okay. I, I just keep looking up and seeing him. So, uh, I just, I mean, I don't know. I, I think, like, I'm, I'm past my OBJ hate. I hated OBJ in New York because I just thought it was such a he made it so much more difficult than it needed to be. Cleveland, I thought it was a joke. LA, he he showed what he can do when he's part of a great team. You know, like I said, like, Buffalo's a good fit. Get in there, get it done. Let's go. And then and that if he gets there, is that at least a close rival to the hard knocks that we're gonna see in Detroit? Like if OBJ is in Buffalo, like you can't really do it in Buffalo though, can you? Because again, there's nothing to do. I'll give you a little tease with Paul Camerata. I asked him that question. This is going to be on the another plug for CBS. This is going to be on the CBS digital side. This is what you're I doing him, instead of hanging out with me? All right, I see. Dick. I asked him about the Bills, and he said if he could pick a team to cover this season, he'd pick the Bills over see, any other team. Well, except for you. But, I mean, how can you pick against Dan Campbell? The man, the manimal, Dan Campbell. This might just be really good press on HBO's side to pump up the season, but there are some rumors going around that Aiden Hutchinson and Jared Goff said this on the pivot podcast with Ryan Clark and Channing Crowder and Fred Taylor. There's a scene with your guy and my guy, Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. Guy. You're not allowed to claim Aiden Hutchinson. What? Why not? Because you didn't vote for him for the Heisman. 
Second. You said he should be number one, and you voted him second. You're not allowed to call me your guy. No, your I said guy. he was really good. You Brent said is- you said that he should have been the, he, he should be the winner, but you're not. But then you voted him second. No, no, no. I said he has a chance to win. No, and maybe you sure were, you had said you, yeah you you had voted you had made it sound he, like you were going to vote for him, and then you did. He he would have won the Heisman if Bryce Young didn't have the Auburn game mm-hmm. and the Georgia mm-hmm. game that game. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Aiden Hutchinson, there's a rumor that the Billie Jean performance during the skits for the rookies is one of the greatest moments in the history of Hard Knocks. <laughs> That's what it's being hyped up as. That like Hutchinson can really sing, like legit singer. So uh you and I both love the show Hard Knocks because it's not yes. just football and camarada and others have told us because it's like really a drama. It's about the lives and the families and everything else. At one point over the last like three or four years technology caught up where teams can do their own version every year on youtube or whatever their own website i know jets flights one how the columbus lions in the nal have one yeah but there is something about the standard of this being like the nfl and hbo and ray donovan value is better all of it's still great to watch it is still a great show even though the raider season i know soured you a little bit and my bucks have been on it but the raider season almost derailed the whole thing right because of gruden being too involved well, and then, no, we—that's what we learned. That's what you learned is when when you find out that the head coaches have final cut, it changes a little bit because then you can kind of realize why certain seasons suck and certain seasons are great. The Jet season is one of the greatest seasons of all time because Rex Ryan does not give a fuck, like at all. <laughs> Go get an effing snack. Like he does not care. So he was like, "Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, can I make you look a blowhard? I am." You know what I mean? Like that's that's what. So like Gruden cares. Gruden wanted to look good, and it was edited as such. Like if you're going to do this, you got to do it with the mindset of, you know, almost like the people who are aware of when they go on Survivor or Big Brother. There's going to be a moment when you stop realizing those cameras are there, and you start acting yourself. And no, that's what everyone's tuning in for. So if if you're the guy who's going to go, oh, whoa, a little too real, clip, you should not be, you shouldn't be allowed in the room. Dan Campbell is insane. And I think Dan Campbell is going to very much wreck Ryan this season. Ah, all gas, no breaks. I know that's big, big, big game Bob Sala's line, but I'll bite your <laughs> kneecap off if you edit too much. Just go ahead and run it as it is. With Dan Campbell being the personality that he is, it makes me think of what potentially could be the difference here of these two frames. And I think you know what I'm going to be by this. Uh, and this is a whole life thing. The word want, I put my nice Syracuse accent on that, want or need. Yeah. For for teams like the Lions, and you mentioned the Columbus Lions and variation of this, some teams want the spotlight and they want to be projected and so people find out about it. Other teams might need this because when you're in a struggling situation like the Lions have been for decades now and when you're the Columbus Lions who are trying to you know find that first championship sorry Lions fans that was easy over the hill right do you you know what I'm talking about this like a want and a need for these teams having that spotlight of this is our moment to have the stage like what we've learned that teams take their time on an NFL draft so their logo just hangs out there for a little bit Vikings Mm -hmm. well yeah and and this is yeah, the Lions, it's, you know, you've got to prove you're relevant. And I think if you're the Lions, you've got to be thrilled to share this nut job with the world. People love him. People love him. Oh, no, poor Monty. 
Poor Monty. It's been too long, Monty. That was too good, man. I always forget Monty's a big Lions fan. Lions and Pacers. Like, talk about hating your life. For our uh, audio audience, Monty just wrote in and wrote, the Lions have struggled? Yeah. What? That's what happens when you drink your way through every season, Monty. (laughs) Monty's one of my favorite people. We used to do it. So Monty worked at the radio stations that you and I used to work at, but at like way, way before you were there. And he was just on, he was on the up and he was, he started doing like what they call voice tracking. So radio stations decided it was cheaper to let somebody work like one hour and tape a five hour show. So Monty's getting a shot. He's in this one room. We call it the fishbowl and he's about to do his thing. And that was when guys like myself and brother Lou Roberts from GNA fame realized that there was a messenger so we could have a message pop up on the computer screen right in front of him. So he'd be right in the middle of like, like I don't remember what state, like say the edge, you know, 1035, 1039, the edge, I'm Monty. And then like balls, cock, slot, whore would all pop up on the screen in front of him. And that would be, what am I hearing? It's probably CBS is like, there's like a, there's like a radio going off upstairs. Oh, you want it? You might have to fix that, but no, poor Monty was full burgundy is what you're saying there. Yeah. You thought you could throw you him off that? a little bit. I do hear that. I think that is on your side. You don't know. It's upstairs. I'm home alone. Gra- do you want to grab that while I talk yeah, about like, Lily and David Fonjo? Um, okay. If you've seen me like fly down the stairs, like like um, freaking paranormal activity style, just keep recording. It'll be our best show ever. <laughs> okay. Well, that's going to turn off his radio. Monty, I'm not done with you, by the way, so don't go away because I have a comment I want to get to you about. But I do want to tell you about our friends over at Lily and David Fine. Jewelers Route 50, the shops of Wilt. It's been fun seeing my phone light up. This summer about people who usually aren't in the capital region or up in that north country, Saratoga, Wilton, who are visiting Saratoga and finding out about Lily and David Fine Jewelers. That's right. A family owned and operated business, whether it's the wedding band, whether it's the engagement ring, whether you're just trying to find out something special for her, the fiance, the wife, the girlfriend, Alyssa, David and the crew will help you do it. Lily and David Fine Jewelers has helped me do all of those things. Engagement ring, wedding band gift for the wife now they can do the same for you stop in say hello ask about my story where i walked in there sweating and everything else they can help you continue to do that it's lily and david fine jewelers route 50 the shops of wilton tell me you heard about it from levac and gauze right here on gauze media huh you all right yeah i think i know what's happening so alex is in the other room starts doing that work 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 song and all that stuff um today is my daughter's birthday my beautiful Happy daughter birthday. Yeah, bells is uh she's 19 today so i took all like she used to have all these like limitations on the amazon account because she was a teen so she could order whatever she wanted all that stuff but i would get like a hey is this okay and then because she's 19 we took all that away like all that's off so i think she has now got full access to alexa and I think that my my beautiful, loving daughter, who is away with her boyfriend for the day, is messing with me. <laughs> because I've heard it sing a couple different songs. And I keep talking it was coming from your side. Then I thought it was upstairs. Then I realized it was in the kitchen. So I'm thinking that, my again, my wonderful daughter, and I'm, if, if it's true, I'm, I'm very proud of her, is somewhere figuring out how to remote access my Alexa. That is a very harmless, very good prank. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely and it's definitely a Levac prank. Like it's definitely something we would do to each other. So, um, like like my nephew and his wife have access to my ring cam, 
So every once in a while, I'll get like, maybe I'm coming home with somebody and I'll hear a, who's that through the camera. <laughs> uh, I want to give one more shout out to Monty, by the way. Monty, uh, just like Dolores in the movie. Oh my God, I'm going to butcher it. Oh my God, what is the name of the movie? I completely butchered it. The name of the movie with the Enchanto. Just like Dolores and Enchanto, Monty. I see you. I hear you. Keep up the good work on social media. I see you dropping those Shits Creeks memes on. You're such a sports fan, and let's say other outlets aren't, and I appreciate your support. 100% true story, my guy LeVacker and me. <laughs> he did. It was it was hysterical. Like you, and, he, and he's such a nice guy. So like it would happen, right? So he'd be, oh, this is coming up, it was, and like they would all hit, and you hear him like start laughing. You, you could hear him blushing through the other rooms. Oh, it was great. It was fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> You sent me this text about Boston the other day. Are you pumped that Chris Sale or the Red Sox are suffering more than ever before? Uh, I love that the Sox are trash. I mean, I love. I don't. I don't root for anyone's injury. Um, Chris Sale, Aaron ins- Hicks. No, I. I would definitely not root for Aaron Hicks. Big Poppy, maybe. Um, Sale's a nut job, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't cheer for his injury. But I mean, just spiraling. The drain is just. They're just swirling at this point and i <laughs> boston dan and i hung out a little bit last night i had to do some errands and i noticed he was working under the orange roof so i went in and said hi and we hung out we drank a little bit and we had some fun and met some people and some of my guys from the empire walked in so next thing you know it's about four or five hours later so dan's in no kind of condition to to just function today and uh i just start hammering the socks in a message between the three of us and then this news comes out and he's just like, I'm just like a baby bird today and I need to be nurtured. And it's like, nah, not today, bro. <laughs> not today. Even even God hates the Red Sox. Year three of a five-year $145 million contract for yep, sale. $1 million he did, for every pound he weighs. He did help Boston get the final out in the 2018 World Series. I am way more fascinated, not because of sales struggles, but how this thing happened. Because the claim is that he was rehabbing at Boston College, mm-hmm. took the bike out, yeah. fell off the bike, got Habits. injured, the end. I don't yeah. buy that for a second. You think he pulled You're a little t- uh, little Jeff Kent? Remember uh, Jeff Kent was riding the bike, he broke both his wrists. Or he's washing his truck and he broke he broke both his wrists. He fell washing his truck. Uh no, Kent's- I wasn't on a motorcycle that I'm not allowed to drive, I swear. Kent Kent's is a lie. Yeah, Kent's yeah. is a lie, but don't you think because of sales reputation that he is a bike rider is probably aggressive on the road. Like, can't possible. you see him like pushing road somebody road road raging, raging, yelling, yeah. get out of the way. It was like avoids a car or like somebody swerves at him and he swerves back. Doesn't follow the rules on the cross Pass on the left on the left. That's the story with Chris sale for Boston, man. Like, that's the situation I look at. I'm like, if he is as crazy, as competitive as he is right there, it, like, that's it. Like that's that's got to be the reason why. Dude, it's it's so weird that like these way these injuries are because you it's injuries are almost like great seasons in baseball now because you, no one will ever believe a great season is just a great season. It's got to be some kind of cheating. Oh, the pitchers pitching really well at spider attack. Oh, the hitters hitting really well at steroids. Oh, it's an injury that didn't happen in plain sight. What were you doing? 
How did you break your contract? Tell the truth. You're not allowed to ride motorcycles. You know that, right? Huh? Huh? Were you skydiving? What were you doing? Come on, tell the truth. I, I wouldn't doubt if it was if it was like a regular bike injury, but yeah, just he just like stops to flip somebody off and it hits a it hits a stop sign and breaks his wrist or something. Yeah. And even with Chris Sale and like now being out for the season, Red Sox fan, I saw this. It was a Scott Zolak who hosts out in Boston. It's the worst contract in the history of Boston sports. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna go that far as though. That's, that's a strong statement. Without really thinking about it, I mean, I don't think it's the worst because you is see. I, I try to look at contracts like slightly more realistically. Like they're not always for what I'm gonna get from you at that exact moment in time. Sometimes it's part of what you've given me. And you're a series team with him. You know, you've you've done some stuff. And if he was healthy, you got to feel like you'd be you'd be a, com, a competing World Series team again. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Not, it's not the worst contract in Boston history. Can't be. Can't be. No. No. Um, no. Like, Boston. Like, <laughs> no. Like, I'm just thinking about, like, I'm quickly trying to figure out where the Boston um, contracts were so bad in the future of where that was. Of what other contract jumps out to me that was really bad. It, I, just, the, I guess the Celtics, but no, because that was the Nets contracts. Because the Nets dealt them away. I mean, it's, it is it is interesting. Like you don't see a lot of the. Well, I mean that era contract didn't really work out. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of cheaper contracts in Boston, if you think about it. Somehow it's like you know, Tommy and Sully Boy pull up with a picture of your aunt in their trunk and go, "She could be in here for real, or you could play for the Sox." Like people seem to play cheaper there. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Uh, let's let's play this one over under fifth place for the Boston Red Sox. But it seems like under. I guess he can't go. Right, so let me do that again. Four and a half. Because he obviously can't go under for right. five. So what you're asking me is, who will have a better record at the end of the year, the Orioles or the Red Sox? Yes. Feels like it's your Orioles. Yes. Feels like it feels like your Orioles are are finally an actual MLB team, not like a really really good one. But they're an actual – They, it's not embarrassing that they have an MLB logo on their hats. Yeah! <laughs> Put it on the rafters. Hang it up. We're not embarrassing. Do it. <laughs> We've done it. We've made it. <laughs> I think my house is haunted. I just heard something else. I don't know what's going on around here. It's ridiculous. Uh, have, have you heard the story involving Ben Simmons? And I don't even – Because drama? of your friend Tom Gurkha, I don't want to hear about Ben Simmons ever again. What? He won't stop with the Ben Simmons. He had a joke that he thought was funny about a figurine, and he just has he has to put it on every single conversation. You know, by saying the name Ben Simmons somewhere, he's coming out of his you know weed induced coma. What did you say, Ben Simmons? I bought a toy and it wouldn't play with me. <laughs> All right, tell me about Ben Simmons. According to Rick Buecher, there's a story out there that Ben Simmons was in a group chat with Kyrie, James Harden, Kevin Durant, and they asked him whether or not he'd be ready for game four. And after that question was posed to him, he immediately left the group chat. Why do I find that either hard to believe or way too specific for that not to be true? Could it be both? What does it mean? 
like you're in a group chat with with teammates, right? And they say, "Are you going to play?" and and you leave. Like, what does that mean? How does that? That means you don't want to play. To my thought process, it's like, oh no, no, no! Please don't make me play. Please don't make me go on the court and compete. No, I don't want any of that nonsense to do with that. I just feel like they must hate Ben Simmons. This is such yeah. a juicy Kardashian gossipy story. It's weird it took so long to come out. But you got to think Dur- uh, I'm t- uh, Durant's the one who jumps out to me because Buker's known to be a West Coast reporter and Durant played on right. the West Coast. A Harden played and, at Arizona State, but that was Durant would 100% shit on somebody for the fun of it. Yes. He would 100% do it. But why, why do you even like want that story to be out there? Like Ben's, I hate Ben Simmons so much. This is how much of a bitch Ben Simmons is. You know? I, well, no. Rick, can you hear me? Rick, it's, it's Kevin Durant. I just feel like Durant would hide his voice too when he would tell Buker under one of his catfish accounts. Well, I, I think everything Kevin Durant does is motivated by how does he make himself look better? So like if I'm Durant, I do a, because didn't it just come out too that Durant like basically said they were going to lose? Like he was like, yeah, we're just gonna, we're not going to win this thing. Well, or we already lost or whatever, and they were still playing. Like, what it like if I'm Durant, maybe I think, well, of course I thought I was gonna lose. Look at what I was dealing with. Like my team was quitting on me and, and quitting on even talking to me about quitting on me. So, like, like I could see him putting that out there for that that narrative. Because I do think like we know he's got rabbit ears, he's a sensitive little guy, seven feet tall little guy. And I could see him putting something like that that out there, thinking people are gonna see this and realize. I didn't quit. I was just being realistic based on what was going on around me. That point is so good, and it bothers me even more that Kevin Durant <laughs> cares. Like, it bothers me more that Kevin Durant cares that much. Like, what we man, think. Good God, dude. Just, like, give it up, Durant. Like, yeah. And you know what? Even back to the Simmons leaving the group chat, I kind of believe it. Like, isn't oh, that yeah. the like, most on-brand thing for Ben Simmons to not even just want to have anything to do with playing basketball i want to like i want an episode of key and peel where they act that out like (laughs) where it's like yo ben you're gonna be ready for game four ben has left the chat and there's just a picture of like of 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 peel just like crying like holding his phone (laughs) like like i just i want to act it out i want i want those guys because they're funny as hell to act that whole thing out how they think, how they perceive it going down. They had, by the way, Key was in the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame this past week with Chris Bo- uh, Boomer. Yeah, like he's out there he's all awesome. the time with. He's awesome. Chris Berman, Boomer. They, the NFL loves him, but yeah. I want to see Nope, the Peel, Peel's new movie they directed. Nope. Have you seen the previews for it? Uh, not only I see the previews, this is my worst habit that I've got from one of the worst habits I've got as a parent is involving movies. I've just accepted that there are going to be some movies I will never see. Like I just, there's no time. Like I got to make a decision. I'm either going to watch sports or catch up on a show or movies and movies is just never going to happen again. <laughs> Lion King is the last movie I saw in theaters. That's November of 2019. I don't know the next time I'm going back. I now read movie spoilers. I don't oh, spoil no. anything. I don't oh, like, no. like, don't tell I'm me not, anything. I want to see it. I'm not a person who does like birthday spoilers or anything else. I will ruin movies just so I like, can talk about it with people and <laughs> i ruined no so i read the whole thing that's terrible that's ter- i heard it's great i heard it's i heard it like they did a really good job with it i think it's hysterical that peel is is now like one of the best horror movie directors out there but you re- just it's like 
I don't know. It's just like you, you like you hate the joy. You hate the joy of watching no, a movie. No, no, no. It's not. It's not hating the joy. It is. I've accepted it will never happen. I don't. I mean, not never. <laughs> no, I'll never see that movie. Not now, actually. Wow. Well, no. Nope. Sure. I mean, wow. I do like Kiki Palmer though. I saw her on Broadway in the final rendition of Cinderella. Took my wife to that Wait, for one so of her anniversaries. You on Broadway, but not watch horror movies. No, 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 no. That was five huh. years earlier. Interesting. He's yeah, a great director, though. Yeah. Wait, you're telling me that's never happened to you when wow. you were raising your now birthday child that there was just some things in early parenthood you're just like, nope, that's gone. That's never going to happen again. Uh, my marriage. Um, <laughs> no, no, I. You gotta have you gotta balance, man. Life's all about balance. You find it where you can. You find the fun things where you can find the fun things. I love movies though. Like, like I love movies. Trying to think like what you love because like sports, sports and movies are very level for me. Like I, I love movies, so like probably the way you look at like this, the podcasting stuff. Like I will if if somebody told me I can watch Nope or I can talk to you right now, I'm I'm out. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go watch Nope. <laughs> like I want you know Jordan Peele, guys. I mean, what do you want me to do? Scary movie. Peele. I love scary movies, man. What do you want me to do? You know how I am about scary movies. Can you imagine if like the whole like this all came back around like the reason I wasn't at media day is that I actually was watching Nope instead. No, you would be doing something stupid like voting for like high school Heisman or something or like yeah, like the time you put into Heisman voting, you could be watching Nope. The time the time you, you put in not voting for Aiden Hutchinson who deserved the Heisman, you could have seen Nope. Now in theaters. Now in theaters. Uh, I got my I got my first rip apart criticism on the CBS really? Facebook page. Nice yes, involving Ian Anderson. I was frustrated with the Ian Anderson story because I would say that you and I have been very fair with local athletes. Fair is the best way I'll describe that. If a local I would athlete say favorable, okay. No, I think I think yeah, we've been I think we've been champions of the of the local athlete. That's a better way to phrase the local athlete as our coverage has been favorable because, and this is not unique to Albany, this is any market. If you are critical or criticize a local athlete in a certain market, there's a fan base in that market that will attack you and say you're being unfair and you don't support the local guy. Like that's not unique anywhere else. Uh, recently here in upstate New York, Patrick Corbin, and we might have mentioned this a little bit on the last week's Techies Tuesday was called the worst pitcher in baseball by a Syracuse columnist and people just ripped him apart. Uh, Rochester and Buffalo, like there are people who just, you know, if you're a New York guy, you might get ripped by the New York press. That happens. So people were saying like, whoever wrote this Ian Anderson story doesn't know anything about baseball. He's going to be back with the team on the weekend. The article said the headline was 24 year old Ian Anderson sent to the minors after leading to the Braves to the world series last fall. None of that's inaccurate. Like no, <laughs> None of that's inaccurate. Right. If anything, saying his age is the reason why he's getting sent down. That's the way I've looked at it. Like, look, does a 24-year-old ever want to go back to the minors? No, especially so what's after the criticism towards you. The criticism is that it seems like the Braves want to dump Anderson and he sucks. He's not pitching well. So yeah, people are coming for you because you've said that? Yeah, people are coming for me because they think that uh, Anderson going down. It. Right. No, no, uh, not sugarcoating it that the reason I'm even reporting it is unfair to the local athlete. Like you shouldn't even mention that he's going oh. down for a rehab start because he's really a major league pitcher. And this is embarrassing that he's got to go down to triple A. I didn't send him down. Snicker right. and the Braves sent him down. I didn't send him down. 
No, it's yeah, not that's to do silly. with me, guys. Like, it's not that's to do silly. It, it's not even a big. It's not even a big deal that he's going down. It has to be reported. It has to be mentioned because he's a local kid. But you and I, and think baseball fans have the perspective like you're a 24 year old pitcher. You're under contract for the team for a bunch more years. Atlanta's in a playoff chase. Get him. Get him right. He's got an ERA over six the last six games. Just get the kid right. That's it. It's not personal. Yep. That's it. Right, but also like it's such a that's such a soft. Like you just want to be a, you just want to be a bitch online. Like that's what that is. Because like, are you going? Hey, he's twenty four. It was a big part of the World Series last year. They're sending him down to AAA. Like you, you could have easily just said, after disappointing start to see or after disappointing first half of the season, Ian Anderson sent to AAA. Still accurate. Still, but by saying, "Hey, he's twenty four. It's a big part of winning the World Series. He's going down to AAA." You're you're sugarcoating it. Like I thought you were going to tell me that people were saying you were sugarcoating it too much. Like that's people are ridiculous with that kind of stuff. Like you, you just report it, and or like a lot of times they don't even actually know what they heard or saw. It's just like they see that and they want to lash out at somebody. So it's like, oh, you said it, nah, 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 and they come for you. Now, listen, I don't think you're good at what you're doing because you skipped Empire Media Day, <laughs> but you shouldn't be criticized for that. You know, I said it wasn't unique to Albany, but now I'm starting to wonder if the capital region is a little bit more sensitive. To defend negative press about something local uh gerard doesn't even have to come in this conversation because you know that was another thing like when gerard struggled oh, during his COVID year no, it was no. just like no 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 you're forgetting hmm. the king the king of being protected by the capital region sports fan jimmer for that yeah jimmer for, if you if jimmer missed a three-point shot to win a game and you went, he's just not great at creating his own shot, and he missed a three-pointer. You don't even know what you're talking about. I'll see you make that shot. And it's like, guys, calm down. It's not – like there's there's about, what, 200 people on the planet who could potentially create their own shot in an NBA game. It's okay if you're not one of them. <laughs> when I first moved out to Albany, and like you guys were like, you know, going through the interview process of me, and I was listening to old stuff from 104.5, the team, and old Albany stuff. And one of my roommates was from Queensbury. I'd be like, is is Jimmer getting different highlights in Albany? Because like you guys know he's not even great in the NBA. Like, oh no, don't say that. Right. Right. Like, is there a different feed? Like, what's going on out there? That he's the oh best we had. God. And and look, he's you can be really, really good. Oh, my kid is saying she did not turn on the Alexa. She doesn't know how to do that. I don't know <laughs> if I believe her. I don't believe you. Um, you can be really good and not be a star in the NBA. You can still be a, like a pickup game nightmare. Like like our guy, Jimmer, versus you know the guy from Connecticut, one-on-one, our guy probably still wins that game. Now, our guy, Jimmer, versus Steph Curry doesn't look good. <laughs> it's not going to work out. Like that's it's just it, it. It's funny the way, and this is me as a lifelong Capital Region resident. The things that we will go to war over, and then the things that we will ignore, and then blame other people and they don't work out. Like, like legitimately, they'll go to war with you over over stating the fact that Ian Anderson's been moved down to AAA. You know, a little get right tour, but like some people won't come to the empire game Saturday because they don't know if the empire is going to be around in five years. Thank you. Dude. This, <laughs> this is, dude, this is the stuff I'm talking about. And I know you and I did this on a Christmas show back at the hideaway in December. 
where what's happened in Albany, and this feels unique to Albany, that there are certain writers, reporters, anchors, any type of media member that people might just go for the negative to get the reaction because they know that it will trigger a different emotion than a positive story. And they think, wow, look, we posted this article about him going to AAA. It's better than him going six and a third against Miami. Like, look how much better this story did than that story. Uh, I'll call her out because I've done this and she deserves to be called out. This Christy Gustafson Bartlett, whoever she is, whatever, I mean, TU or Gazette, doesn't even matter. Um, she, she's written 20 articles about people leaving media jobs. How many has she written about someone getting hired there? Like if right. someone leaves right. any other, okay, if you're going to, that'd be like an ESPN having 21 coaches get fired and then never report who they hired. Like th- that's why people get pissed off about this stuff. If the coverage of some of these athletes and coaches and teams like the Albany empire and everything else where it's like, if you're only going to legit cover right. the negative and never give somebody credit, that's why people here locally get pissed. It's not that hard to write another article. Like, hey, the Albany Empire are going for a championship. Hey, the Albany Empire could have one of the greatest games in NAL history. It's not like that person you're talking about doesn't do, like, getting to know you profiles all the time. Oh, wait, she does. Those would be perfect to use to the new people get hired. Yeah, (laughs) right, exactly. Wow, great stuff. You're doing senior profiles, like an 18-year-old in high school, handing it to their buddy at lunch. Great art. Wow, you didn't even write it. Pretty talented (laughs) stuff there. Get her. Get her, <laughs> dude. I, I don't know her. I have no problem with her. I, I'm sure our friends at uh, our back at the country station like her. But like, dude, just it's not even that hard. They, do. Like, they speak highly of her. Just go on social media and research the article you just wrote, and just write they hired so and so. There you go. Do a hundred. Well, do do you get to know like, you there? God, do dude. that one. Do the twenty with or whatever with that. That'd be nice. That's a good point. Look at you making a good point. But that's it. And I'm, I'm sure like it pisses you off too, where it's like. When you have to deal with the media questions, especially like leading up to this, and maybe I could have been this, I could have been the old Matt Woods pit bull, the Matt Woods senior, we'll call him, where it's like, ask about the game, ask about my players, ask about the championship, ask about the rivalry with Carolina. Don't do the freaking low hanging fruit, man, of, well, what's the future of the Empire and all that? Dude, just stop, man. Mike, Mike Corda came on the <sighs> coach's show today and uh, he said it. He said, Fly, he goes, for those of you out there commenting that it's going away, it's not going anywhere. Like he's working on a lot of things to lock it up long term. And my line was there are buffet lines as long as the Hudson River of people eating crow for saying that Mike Corda couldn't do something. So go ahead and keep telling him he can't make the empire work long term and get a nice healthy portion of crow. Uh, go ahead and get super defensive about a true report about a local athlete, but then don't support local sports. Yeah, it's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. That's all there is to it. Enjoy it. Or as or as or as Mr. Peel would say, nope. Nope. I told Did your dad you. in nope. My dad is not in nope. He's very upset about pretty little liars. He What's is he, my dad he will was call in, me. I thought he was in a couple episodes of Pretty Little Liars. I almost he watched is. the new season because I thought he might be in it. Uh well, he's watching it now. Do you know how strange that is to get a call from your dad? Call he called well, me. It's Tommy like Boy. a supernatural show, right? Yeah. He I didn't know that. Night. He goes, Tommy boy, it's pretty little liars. It's pretty intense. There's a lot of stuff going on here. I go, Dad, what? He goes, Yeah, I'm watching. I'm on episode two. I got to finish tonight. And just like the thought of a guy in his early 60s watching Pretty Little Liars on a Monday night, which is just he should be in it. If there's a scene involving, I don't know. I hope he's in it. There's a scene involving like him in a he's playing a Vietnam War vet or Korean Vietnam. I dated him as Korean War vet. Uh, a Vietnam vet 
that he's supposed to be in. And his episode is not aired on the first two episodes. So. Huh. All right. Well, I wanted to scroll through and find out if he was on, but I haven't done that yet. Is there a spoiler site you can check out, you freaking loser? <laughs> Since your time's so valuable. <laughs> episode five, Vietnam vet. And then it's tag parentheses. <laughs> uh, we want to do some Q&A to end the day. Let's go. Yeah, Monty. Monty's got a nice message for you here. Levesque, do you want to read it? Involves your sure. family. Happy birthday to Bells. Can't believe she's 19 now, Jeff. Glad to meme that sports station into shame. Guys, I'm available for dirty work. Hashtag plausible deniability. Uh, it's, I'm not going to talk about that station. I'm done. I tried. I tried to help. I really, really did. I'm done though. Um, yeah, I can't believe my kid's 19. I really can't. I'm I can't freaking either. Old. I'm sitting there last night and I'm having a nice conversation with a lovely lady. And I realized that she's about three years older than my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I said, you know, unless you have horrible daddy issues, this conversation probably is over. And she's like, I do. I'm like, all right, let's get another drink. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ryan wrote local sports matter, local sports well, matter. Well, first he wrote local sports adder, then he wrote hashtag local sports matter. Ryan had a great moment today. He fact checked the, the coach's show, he helped out. He's like, Hey, quarter because Mike Quarter said we'll be the first professional sports team in the capital region to win back to back titles. And I was like, I think that's true. And Ryan checked it out, it is in fact true. And I'm like, Ryan's a nerd, he knows. And he goes, And I can also confirm I am a nerd. After <laughs> so, Ryan McCarthy, yeah. oh, he's on fire today. He was on fire today. When is this new rivalry brewing? Our guy Cam Boston Dan is the most cringe Red Sox fan I know. I don't think he knows who Boston Dan is then, <laughs> or we don't know what, or we're too old to know what cringe means anymore. Maybe he just means cringe is over the top Boston love from Boston Dan. I don't know. Did you, did you see what Cam's gonna do? Cam's either going to no. give away his shield that he made that he's had autographed by the players to another fan or have it displayed in our office after the oh, game. Oh, no Saturday. way. That's yeah. awesome. I don't want him to give it up. He put a lot of work into that thing. I think he should keep it. If I, I think you should Cam, keep give it to me, and then I'll give it back to you. That way you can say, oh, I did what I said I would do online. I gave it away. And LeVac insisted I have it back. Uh, this is my fault. These aren't going to pop up on the visual side here because I didn't realize that my Facebook had to connect. It doesn't matter. Uh, Brian Kitty wrote, Jimmer wasn't even all that dominant in the basketball tournament. Those guys were a step above big money street ball guys. You want to make people mad, start talking crap about JG3. Same thing applied to Jimmer 10, 15 years ago. All right, so he basically was on the same. JG3, I got to be honest with you. JG3, as much love as he got, he didn't, like the the Fredette fans were a cult. The Jimmer Fredette fans were a cult because he was our first, like since... um, was it Sam Perkins, maybe? Sam Perkins, yeah. Yeah, he was the first guy to make it, you know, like that. And so it was it was a cult. Like, you couldn't say – like, it. there was two things you couldn't say you didn't like in the Capital Region. Jimmer Fredette and Deer Meat. Either one of those things was going to be an argument that made no sense to you. <laughs> and I love watching Jimmer play. Like, nothing – but, like, I heard people go, ah, he's not that good. And then I was like – like, it was like those old horror movies where somebody in the corner would just turn and say – What'd she say about Jimmer? And it was on. Like, it was just a thing. It was bad. So, Bill on Facebook said he was at the semifinal game. He plans to be on the Empire Championship game on Saturday. Shout out to Bill. Good stuff, man. We appreciate nice. that. Let's go, uh, Bill. I don't like this comment from okay. Nilsa Ann. Nilsa Ann wrote in under the CBS 6 promotion from months ago. 
I hope you have a nice day as you are my Facebook referral friend. I hope you don't mind us being friends. And if you don't hope, you will give me a friend request. Thank you. Dude, we have been getting Bots. virus embodied Bots. like crazy this summer. Do you see, do you see Lovebot? Lovebot in the uh in the YouTube for the game? Like Lovebot. Lovebot gets in there. I'd say Lovebot comes in hard, but I don't really want to say that. Blue Chew. Blue Chew. Sorry, I'm putting on uh biofreeze. My dad is wanted to clarify something. Clarification, I played the part of a psychiatric homeless veteran, hoping my scene makes the cut for pretty little liars. Yeah, God, like guys, you're a terrible son. He put his heart and soul into that role. And you just you just you just cheapened it. And a Vietnam vet. Not, you know, you didn't give him his full depth. Home free veteran, I should have said, Dad. How dare you? Homeless so, 2022. When um when I wasn't, I guess I wasn't feeling well or whatever, and your dad spotted it and he sent like a coffee mug in with two shots of Jack Daniels. I'm not gonna say who it was. <laughs> But one of our players, I was in there on Sunday morning doing some stuff. One of our players was hung over and went through like a hellacious workout and then drank both shots of Jack before he went, before he got back into somebody else's car and got a ride home. Good I was man. like, and they danced the whole way home. That's your kill. That's your clue. Um, it was, I, it was impressive to be perfectly honest. I'm like, Go, can I just have these? Go ahead. Do it. Cause at first I was like, why don't you drink them? And then he's like, no, no, no. Honestly, can I have them? I might, they might make me feel better. I'm like, rock and roll. Have at it. And there they went back. Go, Empire. That is the perfect way for us to close this Techies Tuesday. Saturday. Oh, Cam thinks well, he can carry our shield. Cam, our shield weighs more than you. The shield. So, so Insta Cam is like, I'll carry the shield you guys had made for player introductions. I, Cam, I love you, brother. That shield weighs more than you do. And you get hurt a lot. No. Sorry. Can't do it. You can, you can stop by the office and see the shield. We'll put you on the jumbotron whenever you want. I can't let you carry that shield. I just I I I need you. I need my guy in one piece for his peanut stance during the game. I will take ownership of that comment because Cam saw me pregame of the semifinal and he had the shield. And I said, "You got to talk Levac into letting you hold the shield next season." So I will take ownership for that. Dude, have you held it? Yeah, it's heavy. Right. It's like a, it's like a 40, 50 pound shield. Cisse is it's Cisse is going to carry it out for the championship game. Oh, that's some breaking news. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's so. Uh, what do you want? Some advice? Championship game seven o'clock Saturday. Get your tickets now. AlbanyEmpireNAL.com. Give them that number one more time, Levesque, so they can be in there. Pre-game show three thirty to five. Kickoff seven o'clock. Five one eight seven one four twenty two hundred. That's five one eight seven one four two two zero zero. Or online at AlbanyEmpireNAL.com. Uh, here's your advice. If you miss that game, you're a turd. If you miss any more of my media events, guys, you're a bigger turd.